Hello and welcome to Birthing Freedom with Serena Oliveira. I am a birth doula and I have been practicing for the last 16 years and this episode is very special to me because I am going to explore five gems that I've learned from childbirth that apply to everyday living and 15 years ago tonight I was giving birth to my son and so I'd like to call this episode From Pain to Liberation. I'm going to be covering gems about pain, what liberation can mean, and I'm going to be sharing something that's very vulnerable to me as a part of my story in terms of love and my personal experience with pregnancy and loss. This will also include teen pregnancy. Okay, so let's dive right in, shall we? My goal for you is for you to feel connected to your pussy power. This is going to be an explicit show and I might pop in some F words in this one. And so if you have kids around, I recommend putting on your headphones. True freedom is and continues to be uncomfortable. And I feel like we have been calcified in who we are and birthing ourselves comes with endless possibilities. There's a huge history of modern obstetrics and there's been a huge shift in how we trust ourselves. And so I feel like my calling is to revitalize, rekindle and reground and reroot ourselves in terms of trusting ourselves like our ancestors did. And so possibility is an invitation. And so as we birth ourselves and we have these endless possibilities of potential outcomes in front of us. We cannot plan birth. It's impossible to predict. And even under the best management and assigned clinical interventions, for example, like a C-section, you never know what lines up to define your story. And tonight I'm going to share a story about love. Love to me is freedom and love means that I will never fully understand you, but I'll keep coming back again and again. And it means walking away. It means we're going to keep working at our differences. It means to embrace what changes us, what we need to learn and grow together. And in this poetic flow, I'm birthing this episode. And so I welcome the definition of love to also mean to stay curious and open all at once. So I invite you to do that with me. Let's love together and let's love alongside each other. Revitalization of our culture begins with redefining sovereignty. So I invite you to ask yourselves, what if sovereignty is to love fully? And what if loving was the most revolutionary act we could do? 16 years ago, my heart burst open as I attended my first birth. Tonight, 15 years ago, was a new moon. Tonight, it is full. Now today my son is becoming a man and I'm going to tell you a story of choice. These come along with the gems of wisdom because in birth we constantly have choices and many of our choices influence and change our lives forever. And I'm going to share about how my desire to be his mom changed me forever. And so this episode is about how every woman, every person is fucking limitless in our desires in our access to freedom. Igniting the power of what turns you on 
and exploring your longings is brilliant. So let's journey together and I'm going to share five strategies that apply to an empowered birth that also apply to living a badass life. From my own experiences as a mother, I realized that compassion is crucial and empathy is crucial for our healing. And without healing, we can't fully expand into our potential to feel vulnerable and to love fully. We need to heal. We need to love ourselves before we can love others. And so to experience love, we have a lot of wounds around how we can express ourselves. And so as we enter, we all have our own narratives around scarcity and how scarcity affects the balance of life and how scarcity and fear dance together. And ultimately, I feel like love relinquishes scarcity and love is our birthright that defies the pain of contractions that come with fear, the stretching into new versions of ourselves. Scarcity is its own vibration that holds us back, that holds us down from our potential to really know how powerful we are. So let's talk about growth spurts. When we think of expansion, stretching, contracting, growth spurts come with a longing. And every day I work with women with the longing to trust. And so today I'm going to press on the gas pedal of honesty and celebration as I am also entering a growth spurt myself. So number one, I feel like at births in the rise of modern obstetrics in the 18th and 19th century, we lost our own freestyling ability to birth. And that came with people being witnessed as birthing participants in a sterile environment. Women would take off their clothes and were given a sheet. That's when the gown was also introduced, the hospital gown. And so affirming our power is a whole vibe. And it's interesting because in the 18th and 19th century, fashion also became a binary expression. It was a politicized, organized way of taking people's freedom from themselves, their ability to express themselves, their ability to be in their own power. Because when you think of it, style, when you lose your clothes, you lose your identity. And so we exchange our clothing for garments. And it's strange to feel comfortable in our bodies because we have been suppressed in a patriarchal world. So whether you're in the birth room, in a conference room, I invite you to wear what makes you feel comfortable and also divine and expanded. Even if it's your favorite hot underwear, I often take my clothes off and awaken to the elements in the outdoors when I feel like it's safe to do so. So the nature of the feminine is that we continuously want more. And so Every person has their method and how they like to be called out, to be expressed, to be invited, to identify with their own style. And with that comes our own pace and cadence and flow to our openness. So how about if we stay curious to loving ourselves through our own way of being comfortable, our own way of defining safety? So number one is define your own style when it comes to expressing and birthing yourself. And number two is stay connected to your breath. Always relax and connect all at the same time to the length, the duration, the depth. Imagine the power of your breath as a seed to expand and forage for your aliveness. 
you can stay rooted in your breath always. You can always come back to your breath. No matter how shit gets crazy, you can always come back to your aliveness. We will always choose breath before anything else. And so always stay connected to where it is, how it's showing up for you, and how you can be deeply nourished and regulate yourself based around your own oxygen intake. Number three is embrace stability as a form of safety. In birth, we conjure up our birth teams and surround ourselves with people that we can feel the most vulnerable with. And so this primes us for an optimal natural physiological flow where the hormone cocktails are in our favor to release, to regulate our nervous system, and to help conjure the best outcome for our muscles to relax and for us to connect with the art of surrender. So always remember that who you surround yourself with is basically how you are going to show up in the world because you're going to gather their traits and you are going to be inspired by them and you're going to be influenced by them. So this leads us to also going inside and surrendering to your deepest, darkest parts. I would say that's number four because to be able to go inwards in birth is so important where you actually literally go to the most primal part of your brain, which is the back part of your brain. And it's so important to release and let go and be in the swamp of life if you need to be and to be able to come back to the world with the help of support. You can call your best friend if you need a hand. You can call upon love. And so I really want to share these words by my friend B who recently shared them with me and I showcased her in my series on Instagram of photographs that I took of women and so she said in her post that freedom looks different every moment this whole life is catching glimpses when I find my courage and speak truth and feel that icy shot of fear liberation through my center when my mind lets go to the breath and I fall into the bliss of life in this moment when I bring my troubles to the trees and they talk to me with their gentle, all-pervading, soft, laughing love voices, when I find yet another part of myself to love, when I can hold a friend through their worst days because I've held myself through mine, we are all here at this moment for a reason. Bless the courage it takes to be here now. Bless the courage it takes to sit with the pain. Bless the courage it takes to unravel the dominant culture from the inside out. Bless the courage to know our own power. Bless the courage to open our hearts to this moment. Ah, love it. Ah, so yes, community, all of it, support. We need it all, but we also sometimes need to dive in alone, knowing that we will be held on the other side. So always ask for help, right? When you come to the other side, when you need it, when you feel like you're giving birth, know that hundreds of thousands, if not millions of other people are giving birth simultaneously to their own creative pathways. I say this to birthing women all the time, how think of all of the people in the world going through 
this incredible rite of passage. So feel the connection and celebration and witness to the personal evolution of other people around the world at the same time as you. You can make connections and embrace the great pussy in the sky. Listen to the full fuck yes and trust that more profound things in life are an answer to a call. We have different ways of technology presenting itself in our lives and in birth we often think of oh technology like electric fetal heart monitoring or monitoring the strength and length of contractions but what if we thought of a technology the most important technology being somatic healing because healing traumas is ongoing and so we need sustainable forms of somatic healing and that's where we need to ask for help and we need to receive help because more of that old shit that we've inherited needs to be worked through it. So to allow us to be able to make space for what we long for and what we truly desire, we need to purge and let go while knowing that other people are going through similar movement because we need to know what the fuck we want. And oftentimes people are like, I, I don't know what I want for my birth. I don't know what I want to see, what I want to feel, because we have an intergenerational unpacking that we need to do to move through the crap so that we can see the longing, to see what bridges desire with our needs. We need to unpack and move through these things to free space for clarity. And so embrace what you long for. And so embrace that longing, embrace the curiosity and know that by asking for help, there's a piece of trauma that needs to get disclogged. There's a spaciousness that needs to happen. And so this brings us into number five, where we have this ability to not do anything. We can just sometimes not have to act or react. We sometimes just need to be. And I covered this last week in my exploration of peace and presencing and pausing. And I invite you to go listen to it if you haven't already. Because to be able to just let the waves of life wash over you is a way of being able to embrace your own sovereignty, to be able to embrace your own desire. And this dives into how important consent is. And to be able to know what you want means you know what you're consenting to. It really brings in the story of choice. So my work began when I became pregnant at 14. I didn't have the information and blessings to know what consensual intimacy meant. And I feel like how we approach our sexuality as teenagers and our periods and our, whatever you want to call it, our cycles, actually affects our choices later on in life. And so... I was young and naive and disconnected from the knowledge that would help me harness 
my ultimate inner yes and to be able to fathom the power of my yoni, of my divine sexuality, of my divine sensuality. And so my connection to birth at 14 years old was an initiation. It was a rite of passage that was mixed with anger and confusion and pain and betrayal. And with that shadow part came the light of healing and it was so entangled with the power of creation as well. And yes, it was messy. It was confusing. And the hardest thing I've ever done was saying, no, I'm choosing my own life. I'm choosing to love myself and to grow myself and to break these ancestral patterns of losing yourself. Initially, my womb was a circuitry that disabled me from depth and connection of my power as a woman. Getting pregnant made me realize how much choice I really did have over my autonomy and it was the hardest path to knowing how much responsibility that I carried within me. Choosing life and then choosing myself as an emerging woman led me to new habits of addressing myself. It led me to decolonizing myself and healing my lineage of wounded mothers, and it became the biggest celebratory triumph of my life. I learned to not criticize and to practice self-love and to celebrate my own worth. And while all the other people around me were worried about what fancy cars to drive and what kind of favorite makeup they were going to wear, my whole life had transformed and changed forever. I couldn't relate to people around me in my place of pain and healing and how I related to the world as well as how I now connect to others, to source. I feel like I have the ability to trust with radical intention. And so it's amazing how pain can lead us to a level of resiliency and brilliance. But it doesn't have to be that way, right? It doesn't have to be the hard path. And so that is one of my biggest lessons is that, wow, if we can download our potential so that we can help liberate our own lineage and to help people that I encounter, I feel like that this story is so much a part of the medicine that I offer the world. And so I didn't give birth to a baby at 14. I gave birth to a proud, confident, liberated, and focused woman. And so this was a segue into how to take my next essential steps in life that have become a part of my DNA. And so in an expanded appreciation for myself, these became gifts and my power, my superpower. And so over the years, I've understood how I miraculously healed to turn on and download my own potential. And so I am a woman now who can overcome shame, who has the courage to change herself. And this is the magic that I bring to the birth room. We have so much to reclaim around our own fearlessness as a superpower. I have the courage 
to shape and transform myself and others. Through birth, we can become a force of nature. And so through choice, we can become a force of nature. And I learned to grieve while healing. And so an interesting part of my story is that I shaved my hair off at 15. I went to high school and I was trying to transcend my own power and connection to my own self and my own identity and my own sexuality. And so for friends and family who are listening, this may be the first time you've heard that this is a part of my story. And so now you know the meaning behind that bald beauty at 15. And basically, I was a rising star in my own right. And it is our divine right all along to be witnessed and to be heard. And so we constantly need to learn from the troubling patterns of patriarchy and misogyny in our culture and that I was exposed to as a child and as a young woman because these patterns prevented me from tapping into my own power. It ultimately also led me to a liberated version of myself that could ultimately choose places to be grounded, to be calm and informed about the body and spirit connection. And so when people come to me and ask for help, I know that this was an important stepping stone to be able to guide and lead others because my journey as a teenager was untypical. I learned to rewire to clean and reclaim the wires of passion and desire and of creation with the help of healing. I came into adulthood with a rooted awareness of courage, of shamelessness, and to really, really know the power of my pussy. And this allowed me to give birth to my son in such a big way where I knew myself. And this is no joke. It's not a joke. It's a big step to even generate the energy around our contributions and how we can bring things alive. And so over the years, I paid my own way for defining a clean path through desire and trust and my own defining sense of what it means to feel whole. And so that's what I keep coming back to in these episodes is to define what being whole is, is for yourself is the journey of life. And so thank you so much for thinking of these five pathways of choice, the last one that I mentioned, to be able to ask for help, to be able to go in and surrender to your deepest, darkest parts, to be able to embrace stability as a form of safety when you're defining who's around you and who you choose to have around you in your birth team and in your everyday life. And the importance of coming back and staying connected to your breath always. And also to keep coming back and checking out your own style of expression and how clothing and how we express ourselves in our bodies is so pivotal to being able to feel at home, to be able to feel the all-encompassing, liberated sense of yourself. And so like life and birth, if we focus more on what we want to feel than what we don't want to feel, then we can tap into an affirming point of what to bring in. And so I'm going to finish with that because I have 
a busy week of celebrating, a busy month of babies coming, and I'm not sure when I'll be doing my next show. It might be in another couple weeks because there's a lot going on in life and it takes a lot of work and mindfulness to put this together and I'm hustling in a lot of other ways. And so I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please feel free to listen to the others if you haven't already. Thank you so much for being here. And I wish you all an amazing, fantastic journey ahead.